We got DJ Rob Swift, executioners in the building, talking the origins of hip hop. This is episode 100 of the Carrying the Culture show. This was a special one. And um, so I wanted to just, um, we're going to go a couple more minutes. Instagram cuts me off. I wanted to just get into this last point, really, as far as the ties in. We were just talking about it. So what, if you go to a, go to a show, if you go to, you know, um, is there all of the, you know, all aspects of the culture happening? And no, that is, they're all, to me, operating like individual silos. And to take it a step further, in my opinion, I'm guilty as well, which is why our thing is carrying the culture, all four elements behind this. Every, almost everybody, when we think about hip hop, discuss hip hop, what do we think, what's the, what do we think about first? Rap music. Off the rip, like top five, top tens, this. I mean, I'll do a show about graffiti, put it in the title, and people be like, yo, did you hear that new song that came out? No, I didn't fucking hear it. We're listening to doing this. So yeah. I wanted to jump into that a little bit. Hip hop is, hip -hop is the combination of four elements and the person that is responsible well, first we should identify what the four elements are. Again, DJing, MCing, breaking, and graffiti are the four elements of hip hop. And the person that is responsible or credited for devising this theory, this concept of hip hop is Africa Bambata with help from cats like Fab Five Freddy. And in packaging this culture and giving it tenets like peace, love, unity, having fun, they were successfully putting what was happening during what I term hip hop's gestation period while it was pregnant, right? 1973 through let's say 1979, 1980, developing, there were no terms for there were terms, but it wasn't hip hop. It was just random. It was disorder, creative disorder taking place, but taking place nonetheless. And bam, put it in a nice package and put a bow on it and was like, world, this is hip hop. And once it was presented that way, especially with the tenets, peace, love, unity, having fun, then the world was able to embrace it and not fear it or push it away. Because remember, we're talking the 1970s, New York City. Like if you're watching this in Austin, Texas somewhere or Miami, Florida, and you think you know what hip hop and what the inner city was like in the 1970s, because you watched a fucking movie like Star Wars, I'm sorry, like you need to get a little more informed on what was going on because minorities were feared minorities were feared and i'm not saying that it was just but that's what it was minorities were feared and you know i could we're not going to get into like systematic racism is and what it leads to and all that we're not going to get into that in this conversation but what i will say is bam yo for all of the fucked up controversy surrounding his name i'm not denying that like the controversy surrounding his name is not doesn't make you fucking feel fucked up i'm not denying that but when we're just looking looking at this objectively like 
hip hop culture, not that other shit that you that we've been hearing about Bam, but just hip hop culture. Yo, that guy was a fucking genius when you think about what he managed to do, how he managed to like get everyone to unify, literally like a union, get everyone to unify and then package it, put a bow on that shit and sell it to America. That's exactly what they did. And the shit worked. And it lasted from about 1982, the, the, the commercial era of hip hop culture. I'm not talking about rap music. Yes, rap music went on to have a life. P.E., Ice Cube, N.W.A., A Tribe Called Quest, Main Source, Akinelli, who I DJed for, uh, L.O.N.S., Leaders of the New School. I could go on and on and on. Rap music went on and had longevity, right? But hip-hop culture lasted from about 1981 to about 1984, and then it died, and then it died. So anyone, yo, and I'm not saying this like as an insult. Like I know, for example, your moniker, the, the, your form is carry the culture. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I get it, and I respect that, and I love that, right? But real, real talk, like anyone that says, yo, we got to protect the culture or preserve the culture or carry the culture. In essence, what's being said is hip hop is mummified and we got to just kind of like take care of the mummy, like preserve it, make sure that it doesn't fall apart, like preserve it as long as, as we can. So when people comment on my threads and they, they say shit like, yo, hip hop culture is still alive. It's still alive. Like you just, people just got to look in the right places. That's the, that's the, the cliche thing that people say, like, you're just not looking in the right places. No, bro. Hip-hop culture lasted from 81 to, like, 84, and then it died. Breaking, breaking got played out. No, everyone stopped breaking because it was overexposed. Every movie, every TV commercial, it, like, you, you saw it too much. It got exploited. It got exploited because, because it was this thing that Bam packaged to sell to the world. You know what I mean? So because it got exploited, it, it, it got played out and everyone stopped breaking. Um, even DJing by, by the mid nineties got played out on some of us. You know what I mean? You have rappers, rappers, like I don't, I'm not talking about vanilla ice rappers. I'm talking about like golden era nineties rappers that people love and fucking have their, their tattoos of their faces on their arms and shit like that. Those rappers were replacing their DJs with instant replay machines. They were telling DJs, why am I going to take you on the road when I can have my manager press play on an instant machine? No, absolutely. And, and the thing is, you know, all the elements, like we said, are kind of in, in silos. And you're right, man. I, 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 I came up with the name Carrying Culture. It was a quick name, but it was like, yeah, the shit's fucked up. It ain't existing no more. So that's why, I'm, yes, it's, it's preserving it. Also, you know, trying to look at, and, and, and I, I, I do agree when people say, you just got to look at some pockets. Yeah, but that's not what we want to do. As a whole, if you look at like this society, hip hop, the culture is not, it's not there. I mean, Yes, there's underground movements all over the place. And there's people, all, the underground's always going to be there. And there's always going to be people pushing but hard and doing here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Number one, hip-hop culture is dead. 
it died in 1984. That's number one. Number two, what's it's interesting. It's like that saying, we all say it, like full circle, what comes around goes around. Uh, life happens in cycles. Where we, are, where we find ourselves today in 1992 is exactly where Kaz, Coke LaRock, Bambada, Herc, Flash, Theodore, Rocksteady, the Graph Riders, like Lady Pink, and Scene, and uh, all those guys. Fuzz from Queens, he used to have crazy burners running on the seven train. That, for me, was my dude, Fuzz, because he was the Queens Graph Rider, and he would destroy the seven line with crazy pieces. But what I'm trying to say is that where we find ourselves today in 2022 is exactly where they were in 73, literally 49 years ago, 50 years ago, five decades ago, which is, yes, the elements were there, but they existed separately. They mm -hmm. weren't together. And yo, I'll use this as, a, as an analogy for people that like are watching this and they're like, I just don't agree with what this guy Rob Swift is saying. I love buffalo wings. I fucking ate some like a couple of days ago when I was in Columbus, Ohio at my hotel room. I fucking eat them shits like once a week, right? And the thing about what makes buffalo wings, buffalo wings is the fact that you have these wings mixed together with buffalo sauce, which came from Buffalo, right? They invented that shit in Buffalo, New York. Some chef at some bar fucking whipped up the perfect sauce and Buffalo wings for me to this day are still addicting, right? More addictive. But if you took the sauce off of the wing and you separated it and you put the sauce, the buffalo sauce in one pan and then the wings on another pan, you don't have buffalo wings. What you have is sauce and wings, but they're not buffalo wings unless you put them together. You got to yeah. combine the two ingredients. And so... When people say there's still hip hop around, yo, like, have you been listening to um, Rock Marciano? Or there's still there's still hip hop around. Like, yo, speaking of Buffalo, yo, what about those Griselda dudes? They're making hip hop, and it's like, no, that's rap music. And I'm not I'm not I'm not dismissing it. I love rap music. I make rap music. I used to DJ for a rapper. I listen to rap music. When I come up with my routines, a lot of the genres that I work with, one of them, excuse me, is rap. You know, Gangstar Records and Tribe Called Quest Records. Cool. I love them. But rap is not hip-hop. Hip-hop is the combination of four elements. Breaking, graffiti, emceeing, and DJing. And DJing being the most important element. The element that drives the other four. That's what hip-hop is. And BAM intended to present it to the world like that so that there was some sort of culture to it because the world is not going to understand Zigga Zigga. They don't know that language. The world is not going to understand going off. What's going off? To them, going off was breaking. But they needed to come up with terms and language because that's what a culture is. Culture is... A group of people, a society, whether it's a subculture or whatever, having unanimous agreement on 
certain norms, values, like, you know, the norm, you know, dress, how you dress, how you spoke, right. which that's what a culture is. It's norms, values, uh, tenets. Language, fashion. Right. Like I always say, hip hop taught me how to pose, a, pose for a picture. Hip hop right. taught me how to tie my sneakers. Like, right, because just, yeah, you were following the norms and the values of, of what pioneers, legends like Bam instilled and put in place for your generation and my generation and the newer gener Gen Z generation that's into hip hop. So that's what hip hop is. Rhyming, making words rhyme over a premiere beat is rap music. And it, it, I'm not dismissing it. I'm not saying that rap music is whack or it's lesser than hip hop. It's a great genre of music. And, and I'm thankful for it because I've, I've built a career for it as well, off it as well. But it's not hip hop culture. Hip hop culture died in 1984. And who knows, being that we're back where, they, where the pioneers found themselves in the 70s in 2022, where B-boys have their own events. DJs have their own battles. You go to a, a, a rap concert, you don't see, see B-boys on the stage. You don't see a graph writer writing an ill piece in, like as a backdrop. It's a just, big deal when you see all of that in one place. Oh, and then when you see it, when you see it, people like you and me feel like little kids because it's nostalgic. It's nostalgic. So what's happening right now is hip hop culture is more of a novelty. It's a novelty. It's, it's not something that exists with the strength that it did between 19, let's say 81 and 84. But every now and then, you'll go to an event where like some promoter is like, yo, let's do something where like, it's like a throwback to those times. So then you show up and you're there and you feel like you're fucking 10 years old again, dude. And you don't want this shit to end because it reminds you of that time. You know what I mean? But that, that doesn't mean that it's alive. It's just a novelty situation. It's a hip hop is like a novelty genre that you do it almost like for kicks. Like, yo, remember those days? Let's do something like that to just show people what it was like. And then guess what? The next day it goes back to fucking what it is right now. Yep. Yep. Right. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, it's cute. You, you like graffiti still, you know, like, exactly. no, I fucking live this shit. What are you talking exactly. about? Exactly. Yeah. And right now it's, it's trap. It's chicks talking about how wet their fucking pussies get. And, and it's dudes talking about how much Coke they fucking transport from one state to another. That's what, that's what, rap music and all that shit is now and trap and all that you know what i mean and so a lot of it honestly i don't fuck with because like i'm not a drug dealer and i never killed anybody and i don't want to fucking be a drug dealer and i don't want to take somebody's life that to me isn't though that and creativity are are like oil and water you know what i mean that there's nothing creative about that and i'm in this shit for the creativity you know yeah um, we got to run in a couple of minutes, but before we do, I want to ask you, though, I'm going to try to put a bow on this. Where do we go from here, man? I mean, I, one thing, I, I appreciate your candor. I appreciate, I feel like a lot of our values are in alignment, and it's just refreshing because I'm usually getting shit on when I say this stuff. And so um, just where do where do we go? Like, just as far, because after the, the conversations are going to die down with whomever on IG or whatever, right? And And... Where do we go from here? Yo, man, we get close, man. <laughs> Look, 
this is what I'm going to say to, this is my way of putting a bow on this shit. To everyone listening and watching, there's a movement happening right under your nose that you may not be aware of. It's a black nationalist movement, similar to what you see in the news of groups like the Proud Boys and MAGA Republicans, people that are on the extreme right. I'm talking about fringe groups that don't have a balanced mindset of society and how different ethnicities work together in this country to make America what it is. I'm talking about people that like are on some other shit. Much in the same way, there's a black nationalistic or nationalist movement. And some of the names, I'm going to, you know, present them to the people that are watching in case they want to do some research and be informed. One is called B1s. It stands for Black First. There's another movement called ADOS, um, African Descendants of Slavery. Or is it, no, I think it's, I think the acronym stands for ADOS. I think it might actually stand for American Descendants of Slavery. I think that's what it is. And then you have, uh, there's a third one. Um, oh, Foundational Black Americans, FBA. These three movements, and there are probably other Black nationalist movements that I don't know of. But these movements, the reason you and I are on this live talking is because that mindset is what set off that video of Kaz sticking his foot in his mouth to quote him saying Latinos didn't take part in hip hop culture. Kaz was wrong for saying that, but he also put out a video and corrected himself. And I respect Kaz for doing that. Latinos, let's get this out there, were a part of the the structuring the beginning of that shit period okay and, and to Lord Jamal it doesn't matter what percentage bro it doesn't matter if it was if it was 15% Latino or 50% Latino as you know according to Fat Joe who is also to me talking gibberish and nonsense bro if you're not over 60 shut the fuck up like, you weren't there. You were in kindergarten when these dudes were jamming. So who are you to say, yo, it was this percentage? Like, Lord Jamal's like, yo, it wasn't 50%. It was more than it wasn't 50%. You weren't there. You weren't. You arbitrary, fat fucking. A lot of people pull out arbitrary. Right. Kindergarten, man. Like, you, you weren't there. You weren't a census taker with a, with a notebook and, and, and a pencil going to every party. Asking people, what ethnicity are you? Are you Panamanian, Puerto Rican? Okay, and tallying, taking tally of what Spanish, uh, Latino people were there. Like, come on, bro. So, so there's this black nationalist movement taking place. And what they're doing is they want to claim hip hop for themselves. They're saying that black people, I'm talking, not, not me, not me, not, not me, or you. Not, not you, 100% pure black people, and I say that facetiously, 
created hip hop and they're the ones that own this and every other race of, of people that are involved in hip hop right now are guests in the house of hip hop. That's what they believe. They want reparations. They literally want money off people that are, are making, that are monetizing the culture now. They want money. Similar to like the whole 40 acres in a mule theory. Um, that's basically their plight. And so yeah. you and I are on this live talking because of them. They posted a video of Grandmaster Cass misspeaking and the shit went viral and people took offense like myself. And that's why you and I are talking about this and not, yo, man, when was your first battle, Rob? And yo, when did you first listen to Public Enemy? And damn, yo, how do you feel about DJ? And we didn't even get to talk about any of that cool shit because there are these black nationalists trying, they feel, they feel as if hip hop culture is literally their birthright and, and they deserve money. And so to answer your question, where do we go, bro? I can't answer that. I don't have an answer for that. What I will say is I'm going to stay true to what I do as a DJ. I, I have a school called Brolic Army DJ School where I not only teach people the mechanics and skill sets and techniques involved in DJing, but I talk about the history of hip hop. Every tutorial, the first 10 minutes or so, the student doesn't even get to touch the turntables. They gotta sit there and listen to me go on and on about our pioneers. Herc, Flash, Bambada, Graham was the Theodore, Tony Tone, Charlie Chase, who's Latino, Puerto Rican, Ruby D, who's Latino, Puerto Rican, Tito from the Fearless Four, who's Latino, Puerto Rican, Whipper Whip from the Fantastic Five Freaks, who's Latino, Latino, Puerto Rican, and understand that aspect of why they're so they're so important. And if it wasn't for them, we would I would not have a school. You and I would not be having this conversation right now. And the people commenting, watching, joining would not, they'd be doing some other shit right now with their time on a Sunday afternoon. Those pioneers, those legends are the reason that why we're here. Not some fucking black nationalists who may not even listen to hip hop or even heard an album by Farrell Monch claiming that all of a sudden he's owed money from hip hop, which makes no sense to me. What have you, what have, what have you contributed to hip hop. How about that? You don't feel that Latinos contributed anything in the 70s and so you have this birthright to the to the the money that's being generated off hip hop right now. What have you contributed to the culture right now other than a fucking tweet or or ambushing a pioneer like Grandmaster Kaz and then posting a video of him saying some foul shit and then forcing him to have to make another video retract, retracting his statement. What have you contributed, Lord Jamal? You know what I'm saying? Like, you was in a group, man, and you was the weakest one out of the three MCs. Like, I don't even, I don't even allow myself to get to his verses. I only fuck with Sadat X and Grand Poobah. When it gets to his verse, I shut that shit off. Or if I'm putting that up, that verse gets nixed. I'm into the next song. Like, what have you contributed? That dude's a YouTube podcaster now. Like, he's not even rhyming. So it's like, why is he in this conversation? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro. Like, they got the wrong dude. They got the wrong dude, man. Like, don't get me confused with these new dudes that, like, that, like, blog about rap music and hip-hop. I'm not one of those cats, man, for real. No, and I can tell, man, and that's why I really appreciate you, man. I, I, I've been... You know, I mean, I wanted originally when I hit you up, I just wanted to talk talk the DJ stuff, you know what I mean, or whatever. But then I, you know, follow your page and I saw this going on, and I was like, damn, he's dealing with the same shit. And so, I guess for me, man, you you, you did answer without answering. It's to keep, it's to keep going and keep talking and not and not being afraid to to to, to speak out against people who are, you know, George Mar, whoever. It's like say what keep, we got to say. Keep going, and if you b boy, b boy. If you rhyme, rhyme. If you DJ, DJ. If you write graph, write graph. Just, just be creative. Tap into your God-given talent or gift, and have fun. And what's meant to happen will happen. So if it's meant for the culture to come back again and with it for another three or four years, or maybe the generation after us figures some shit out and 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 they come up with their own offshoot or branch of what we remember to be hip hop. And then they get to like have fun and enjoy their little, you know, renaissance, so to speak. Then it's going to happen. And ain't, there ain't shit that none of us could do to stop that. What's meant to happen is going to happen regardless. You know what I mean? So just keep doing what you do, man. That's where we go from here. Yeah, just keep, we keep pushing, man. And, you know, I, I think it's important, though. I mean, I just, I, again, I just appreciate you for 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 speaking out and speaking up because some of the stuff you're saying isn't popular and I agree with it and I can I because I know I get dumped on for saying stuff and so I appreciate I just appreciate you just sharing what it is man and if people don't like it they don't have to you know whatever so that that courage that strength right there is 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 um I just appreciate appreciate that man so I want to thank you man episode 100 carrying the culture show Rob Swift executioners we got to do it again I do want to talk to I mean, I want to talk to college game day shit. I want to talk a bunch of stuff, man. So, Brolic Army, yo, I'm, I'm an old dude, but I might might take a DJ class or something because I want to, that's the one element I didn't really fuck with as far as so they have the paper. But uh, thank you, man. I, I really, really appreciated this, like, for real. So, I mean, um, it's important, man. So, I'm glad we got to address a lot of stuff that is happening that people aren't aware of because they're just seeing it for what it is on the surface and don't understand that underneath it, there's other shit happening, so. Way other shit, and I'm glad you went, you know, we, we peeled away the onion and, and, and dug, dug into it, man. So this was, and I was always saying, it's, it's bigger than the music, man. It's bigger than rap and shit. Like, this, is, this, is, this was a real conversation about some real shit. So um, we're gonna get this up on the YouTube. We're gonna get some promo, get some uh, clips of this up on IG. I'll tag you and everything, get you the link and stuff. But again, Rob Swift, Executioners, rest in peace, DJ Rock Raider, um, all day, all day. So thank you, and um, hopefully we can do it again, man. Yes, sir. I saw him live at a rave with Bismarck E, fucking feasting on that shit. So there he is. Yes, sir, Rock Raider, Grandmaster. So thanks again, Rob. I appreciate you, man. I, um, like I said, I'll tag you and stuff, get this up. And uh, hopefully we can we can build at some point in the future. But keep doing your thing, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. All right, salute y'all, everybody. Thanks for everybody joining in.